Join me, Anna, along with Cassie and EJ on the Soulful Reawakening podcast. Listen to our honest, open conversations about topics that will help nourish your mind, strengthen your body, and awaken your soul. Do you ever find yourself struggling under the weight of life, or wondering if you were meant for more? We're thrilled to have you here and look forward to sharing value that helps to unlock and fuel your true potential. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Soulful Reawakening with the ACE team, Anna, Cassie, and EJ. Now, this week, we are excited because we're talking about Christmas, (laughs) and we've got a few special things coming up over the next three episodes that we will talk about as we go through this one, but we want to actually start off with just Christmas in general and how we quite often can approach Christmas and we we sort of we feel the pressure of performing in different areas of our life when approaching Christmas and one of the things that we just briefly discussed before hitting the record button was the decorating of the Christmas tree and how quite often this very um how can I describe the you know very creative part of of Christmas of decorating the Christmas tree whether you get a fresh real one or whether you have something that you pull out of the box every year can actually trigger things and be this immense point of pressure for people so EJ Cassie do you want to um kick off with your thoughts on decorating the Christmas tree yeah so I was just talking about how um I sometimes or very often feel the pressure to make Christmas really special because of the boys and we um, every year we go and pick a tree together this is the first this is the last three years is the first time I ever ever had a real tree as well so there's this real sort of hype around we get up as a family we go out in the cold and pick a tree and then we come home and then that idyllic you know put the fire on we've got mulled wine as the adults and not the kids and just like letting the children decorate the tree or doing it all as a family. And actually what I was saying was last year, I found it so triggering that I just had to go out of the house. I took the dogs, I left James blessing with both the boys going crazy about what decorations they wanted to put on where, because I couldn't, I just couldn't sit and watch them throw, <laughs> throw decorations on willy nilly. And that sounds terrible, but I think because also I feel that I don't have that kind of creative spark and I'm not particularly good at the tree. I know that that comes from my brother and I never being able to decorate the tree. My mom was very specific about how she like wanted it to look or we would decorate it and then we'd come down the next morning and everything would have moved and it just looked picture perfect. So in my mind, rather than giving it a go, I don't want to touch it at all. So it was easier for me to completely remove myself from the situation, come back, and see that the tree had been done rather than having to be present whilst that stress was was happening. And I think Cassie was saying almost similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just uh, when you describe it, it just triggers a memory of when my kids were younger. And I mean, we're probably talking about I mean, they're almost adults now. Well, one is an adult. She's 18. The other one's 16. Um, when they were very young. They used to 
fight over decorating the Christmas tree. And in the end, we ended up with two. <laughs> One so I could decorate it because I had a way that I liked it to be. <laughs> it had to be perfect. And um, I didn't like people messing with the tree. And then over the years, I've mellowed massively, gone from it, everything needed to be perfect and uniform and in a, a whole colourful theme for that year um, to, you know, literally as the kids got older, I really relaxed and, and literally let them just decorate a tree each however they wanted. They could put whatever they wanted on it. It really didn't matter because it was their creation and I was just kind of laughing that, and just on the reflection of how different I've become and how much I've changed over the years from, you know, the perfectionist through to with how the tree needed to be and being a complete control freak, to be honest. And, and now just letting them, yeah, they have, yeah, free reign of the tree. Um, I suspect this year, though, it's going to be a bit different. Um, I don't even know if, the young adult in the house is even going to be home then. They may be with friends. Who knows? It may be a completely different experience. Yeah. And I think that it does. It changes over time, doesn't it? With, um, you know, who's in the house, what's happening with immediate family, extended family. Uh, some people go away at Christmas time, so maybe they don't even have the house decorated or even have a tree. I was talking to somebody the other night who uh, goes away abroad on the 19th of December and they don't come back until um, yeah, 2nd or 3rd of January, I think. So, you know, will their house even be decorated in any way because they'll be on holiday and they'll probably have, you know, all sorts of things decorated for them there um I, I i wonder and i sort of ask the question now for uh our listeners who are men do you have the same perfectionist tendencies around decorating the christmas tree because i think it's quite a maybe it's a feminine thing i, d I don't know I'd, I'd love to hear some sort of responses to this because i completely relate to what both of you were saying decorating the tree when i was little i mean i was an only child so uh, my mom and myself used to make a big thing out of decorating the tree i can't remember my dad getting involved that much if i'm honest he may have done but certainly not in the majority of decorating the tree and it used to be this really big thing this this sort of collaborative thing really between myself and my mom I'm sure she let me do most of it <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but then I think about when I was with my ex-partner he didn't like Christmas at all and I always had to decorate the tree so while I am quite a perfectionist and a control freak so that was great there was also an element of why why won't you help me you know why don't you get involved in this so there's there's sort of a couple of different triggers I think there as well and and, and leaving me to it and now with Neil and traditionally in, in for him his daughter tends to decorate the tree with his parents so they come down and they have this big thing so now I'm, I'm not part of decorating the tree and that's really upsetting sometimes and like you EJ I relate to your mum actually that I look at the tree sometimes I'm like I wouldn't put that there <laughs> but I'm not going to change it overnight so that it looks different from when you know the rest of them come down downstairs in the morning and see that I've meddled and changed things so it's it's a big it's a big thing isn't it this it's a big issue yeah 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 that constant pressure and 
we were talking as well before we came on, weren't we, about the pressure to give, receive. And Cassie's touched on that time with extended family versus being with your own family unit. And I think that's what we're going to try and cover today. Um, just all this pressure around Christmas when actually I know me personally, I just want to go, why Why is it any different? You know, because we've got um, split families or well, blended family. Um, you know both the boys are not with us this year so for us Christmas day yes it's going to be nice because it'll be like an adult day but there's all this pressure that the 25th is the day when actually you can celebrate Christmas whatever day of of December or sometimes January you know it's not it's not necessarily that one day and I think for me personally this year is trying to take that pressure off take your foot off the gas take that pressure away from it all being this one this one day that's got to be perfect and it's got to be just so and it's got to be right and you've got to say the right things to the right people and you know visit everybody and no we haven't we need to do what's best for us as a family unit and actually what sits right with you personally because like we've talked about before if you do something that you're kind of doing against your will you can start to resent it and there's no worse feeling around Christmas than thinking oh I didn't really want to go and see those people but I'm just going to put myself in a box and act like it's all okay and again it's that pressure isn't it yeah it is it is and that brings so many memories back really from you know my childhood and um you know Christmases we we always used to travel back at the time I lived in the northwest and we always used to travel back to wherever we were um we lived in different places, you know, as a child. And I remember spending, I think, most of the time in the car, traveling up the M6 on the way back up to the Northwest. And we'd stay with grandparents. And, you know, it's lovely and everything. But I think as a child, I felt I felt a lot of resentment. And, and I clearly carried that into my adulthood because I found diff- I found Christmas really hard. I found it really, really, really challenging over the years. And I still do sometimes until I remind myself that actually it's me that's actually making it challenging. It's not everybody else. It's been my perception and the way that I viewed it. And, you know, when it's come to, in fact, last year, I think I just said, you know, because I I think for me, the expectation, the challenge has been around who's coming for Christmas. How long are they staying for? And typically, just because I've had the space here, um, I've, you know, I've felt resentment because I'll be quite honest, it's it's almost like I'm looking after various groups of people who come over a week and a half, two week period. And I, I just want to sit down and relax myself. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think that's where the resentment has come up that actually I would like to just have the Christmas I would like to have. Instead of creating a Christmas that, you know, everybody else wants to have. So um, I think, uh, yeah, it, it's been it's been quite different. And last year, I just kind of said, you know what, it's open house. Anyone can come. You're all welcome. Just let me know. And then that way it took the pressure off. I didn't want to make sure that so-and-so was here and then so-and-so was here and they haven't been asked this year first and they weren't, do you know what I mean? the dynamics and the politics of families over Christmas time, I just put my hands up and thought, do you know what? You're all old enough to look after yourself. The house is open. We're welcome, welcoming guests from this date to that date. Let me know when you're coming. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. to take the pressure off and just to relax and chill a little bit more. Um, yeah. 
like and that worked a lot smoother for you did it it did it did it was amazing it was amazing so you know just kind of taking the pressure off and just watching where those expectations are coming from for me they were actually coming from me they weren't coming from anyone else so it was it was interesting to reflect on that last year yeah it's fascinating really and everybody's story is slightly different but I think they all feed into things like what you just described there Cassie you were massively people pleasing for everybody else without putting yourself first um I think EJ the, the blended family situation is is something that's going to be relevant to an awful lot of people way more than you know when, when we were all growing up in childhood or certainly myself and Cassie anyway um I mean my my experience of Christmas time was always very very stable we always went to my mum's parents um everybody came there she did the Christmas dinner um and you know that that was the same for for, for years probably you know zero for me right the way up to about 14 15 years old and it's only when you know, the children go up and then you've got the extended family when you meet other people, people split up and you know, you've got the blended family situation that things start to get more pressurised. But I think it's a very valid point, Cassie, that for, for just for, for our listeners just to think about, well, actually, where is that pressure coming from? Is is it the pressure that you're putting on yourself to make things perfect? Or actually, are you getting external demands? And I think quite often it probably is the, the individual pressure that you're putting on yourself um but you know everybody as well to be fair to families everybody wants to spend time with people that they love don't they you've got to put yourself first but equally when you're in a relationship you've got two sets of parents um you've got children maybe that are grown up and then they've got their own families as well and you know the the later on in life the more tricky sometimes that that can get and and almost it's it's nice to not have to have all of that pressure for one single day and I think if you your idea Cassie of having that open house and just drop in whenever we're open from this sort of period is is a great way to to approach that because you can even the pressure if, if I can still say pressure because you know there will still be some expectations you've got to prepare a bit of food and drink for people and put on your best smiley face <laughs> for those times when people do drop in but at least it's not that one day that everything is is centered around mm. yeah. I really love the open house idea like these are the days and times that we're available <laughs> slot yourself in book yourself in um, and still get the opportunity to see everybody who wants to see you and vice versa without that pressure of yeah like you say Anna having everybody there at once because families they don't all get on either do they yeah. and I think if you've got children you know it can be quite overstimulating for them having all of their people in the same place at one time I know that's something that we particularly struggle with um, and everyone has their own ideal for Christmas don't they like for us it's you know, lunch at, you know, 12, 1 o'clock and then get out of the house in the afternoon or go for a dog walk in the morning. Other people like to sleep in until midday because they've been out the night before getting drunk. And, you know, there's so many different dynamics. There's so many different ways to celebrate Christmas and what it means to each individual. I love the open house idea. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I, and I, th I think actually as I've, as I've grown older... I've kind of just come to the place where I don't know what it is about Christmas. I just want to kind of view it as more of a just an opportunity to get together with the people that you love rather mm. than having this big thing about Christmas. Because 
I don't know, right? I kind of, I don't know. Perhaps this is where I really love the American approach of having Thanksgiving. That's how I would like to approach Christmas as literally an opportunity to give thanks to whatever and whoever we wish to give thanks to. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like to kind of, yeah, I think that's the the approach where I'm coming from here. Um, for me personally, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. When is Thanksgiving? Is that the end of November? End of November. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, just the, the extended not necessarily the the open house, but the extended celebration period appeals to me. I personally love the lead up to Christmas and, you know, the festivities and all of the vibrant colours. and Everybody just seems to be happy in general. I mean, you've got the pressures, but I think quite often the pressures are kept within the internal walls of the home sometimes. So when you're out about, people are generally very excitable and, and looking forward to things. Um, it is a bit of a letdown after Christmas, though, because we've got all that lead up to to that one day. Um, I think this year, because um, with my partner now, with uh, with his daughter, there's there is you know he wants to see her, um, her mother wants to see her, all the grandparents want to see her. So Christmas is very much centered around you know the the, the children, the child, if you like. Um, but then there's also my parents in the equation and, you know, but, but we have got set days when we've agreed that everyone's going to see each other. So we've, we've kind of got a bit of a plan, which is a good thing. And there's there's no real, I suppose, expectations because everybody knows what they're doing. Um, but I, I haven't had to plan anything for the last two or three years whereas before that I always did the Christmas dinner and I had the families come over and the extended families and I put myself under massive pressure with preparing the veg and you know I'd have some timetable of when I needed to cook things and I hated anybody coming into the kitchen trying to offer me help and I know <laughs> they only I know they only they meant best but you know stay out of my space I'm going under control and it was more stressful for me to have somebody there under my feet than it was for me to actually do everything and just <laughs> imagine you it. going step away from the carrots don't <laughs> touch the veg leave me alone exactly <laughs> Oh my goodness, that resonates so much, so much. I I used to be like, this is my space, you know. I mean, I didn't quite say that, but I think the exterior showed that. <laughs> Do not come in this area. The face was like, leave me alone. <laughs> it was a real resting what's it face I think um yeah do not enter and and actually I remember in those days I think I I um my husband and I we would kind of share the cooking between us and sometimes I wonder if it was both of us trying to escape <laughs> into the kitchen and I just you know we'd end up drinking a bottle of sparkly wine while we're doing dinner and it's just this massive escape god goodness me oh my word yeah, because yeah. I don't even drink alcohol these days, so there is no escape anymore. <laughs> yeah, but that's probably a bit of a coping mechanism for some people around Christmas, you know, just having that that little glass while they're preparing something just to help to, A, relax the nerves a little bit, but B, you know, not numbing the pain a little bit as well of the pressure that oh, you yeah. feel. I'm Not that I'm endorsing that at all, but I think that is that happens for some people. Of course, yeah. yeah, that's what happened to me. That's what I would do. You know, we would, you know, by midday, there'd be a bottle that was open. 
and you know normally in the past I, I if I was going to be drinking it would just be a Friday Saturday and probably a Sunday night and that would be it but you know over Christmas it was probably every day just to get through the experience what day of the week is it who cares there's a bottle open let's do yeah, it exactly. <laughs> I can laugh about it now but you know I think back then it, it seriously was like yeah such a stressful experience that you know I I, I had to do that it was a self-soothing kind of mechanism yeah tying in with that as well this year as a family we've said like in terms of presence and things because again we all feel very similar pressure to give and receive and you know we don't want to be like that we've said literally you know in a family group chat please it's not not anybody buy anything for anyone you know if you want to send a card that's great but that's where we want to draw the line because you know, we don't want, it's almost tit for tat, isn't it? If you say, right, we're going to spend, you know, give somebody a £20 voucher, oh, but then they've bought me a really expensive box of chocolates. And actually, as a family and as a wider circle with our friends as well, we all know that everybody to some degree is struggling. Why would you then, it's it's a lovely notion to want to give, you know, the gift of giving is just incredible. How great does that make you feel? Um but also, you know, we know that everyone is struggling. Why would we put that pressure again on ourselves or each other? Let's just get together and, you know, go to the park or pop to the pub one afternoon rather than gifting and having this tit for tat scenario where you end up with stuff that perhaps you don't necessarily need or you're not going to use. Why not just say, keep your money, let's meet up and spend some time together or let's jump on a Zoom like we did in COVID times, you know, as a family we're going to jump on Zoom and do a family quiz one night when all the kids have gone to bed, all the adults. And just that's what we're going to do to celebrate Christmas for all of us without that, you know, the he- the, the panic of going out and getting presents or getting things that are age appropriate for families and things like that. Just take away the element of pressure to give and receive. We're just not, not doing it at all this year. Mm. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, that's a good, it's a good, uh, strategy strategies perhaps not, not the right word there but yeah and, and making it more about the experience as well of everybody coming together and sharing quality time having a laugh catching up and yeah not to have that pressure of well let's spend some money on something that may or may not be gladly received may or may never know whether that's gladly received or not um but yeah let's just let's just come together and just be us and, yeah. and have have some quality time together and, and you know create far more memories that way than than buying and giving assets for, for Christmas I think so yeah definitely I really yeah that really does resonate for me as well I, I think and I think this is where I you know perhaps for me my own perception is that Christmas has kind of over the years it's lost its meaning and it's uh it's taken on a whole different I don't know, paradigm than perhaps its traditional roots. And that's personally what I really, really don't agree with and kind of push against as much as I can. Um, many of us have enough already. Yeah. yeah. Many of us have enough. We, as a society, certainly here in the UK, many of us, and you know, I can only speak for myself, you know, we have enough we don't I don't need any more I don't want any more I don't need any more what I would love more of is presence time with the people that I really love and that's the biggest present is the the time of being present with people yeah 
and having like a real conversation and creating experiences, whether it's, you know, one of the things I love about this time of year is going out for walks and kicking the crunchy leaves up in the air. And I'll be the first one that jumps into the pile of leaves to, you know, try and, you know, make as much crunchy noise as possible. And it's little things like that for me is the the gift in the experience, you know, just doing something as a family, creating an experience. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I just remember back to a Christmas day we had when we had a, a whole bunch of family come. I don't know, it must have been about 12, 15 of us. And along all the tables that we had managed to cobble together in a line, we had, um, you know, uh, like a template where you could colour in the picture. So we had crayons and felt tip pens of whatever. And this was the tablecloth was literally one where everyone got to colour things in. And it was lovely because over the few days, everyone kept sitting down at the table and they colour in a little bit more. And then it got to, oh, you know, this is mum's picture, that's dad's picture, that's so-and-so's picture. And that was so much fun, real fun. Yeah, never heard of that before. That's nice. Yeah, you have to go and have a look out. Um, Yeah, look out for colouring in tablecloths. Yeah, Christmas colouring in tablecloths, yeah. And I love what you just explained, uh, described as well about the the gift of presence, presence in person and experience rather than unwrapping presence. Yeah, is yeah. yeah something that we 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 can all take something from. I think definitely. I think that's probably a really nice way to wrap up as well. Actually, so any of the listeners, um, if you've got anything you want to add ahead of the next couple of um, episodes that we're going to put out for Christmas. Obviously, we're going to really focus on self-care. Um, we're going to be doing an advent calendar for you all to follow along with as well, which incorporates mind, body and soul hints and tips. Um, but if you, like um, like we've talked about today, if anything resonates with you in terms of the tree, how triggering that can be, whether it's giving and receiving, if you've got some tips for us or just some comments you want to add for both us and other listeners, um, please feel free to comment or send us an email. We love to hear from you guys. Um, and we're looking forward to yeah discussing more with you guys about pressure um, and the build up to Christmas. Thanks for listening to this episode of Soulful Reawakening the Mind, Body and Soul Empowerment podcast. Be sure to join us throughout December where we're sharing tips to enrich your mind, body and soul just in time for the festive season. Remember, everything mentioned is linked in the show notes and we'd also love to hear from you. Thanks again and we're excited to welcome you back to our next episode. (laughs) 